everybody, and welcome to the AreYouScreening.com podcast. My, <laughs> I'm your host, as always. What are you Everything's falling throwing apart. things yeah. at me? I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, in case you didn't know, uh, it's Get Out, because, right. uh, you know, we weren't doing it originally, uh, and... And then everybody under the sun right. started. This movie got more Raving. word of mouth yeah. and people going crazy over it. And uh, I guess, you know, partially because uh, it's, <clears throat> it's Peel. And yeah, so Jordan Peel. People know and people, who he is. Yep. And it's, you know, from Key and Peel and everything. Yep. And then it's a horror movie-ish or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like a tension movie. It's like a creepy <laughs> movie, whatever. Right, right. Um, it's not your typical like blood and guts crazy horror movie right, or anything right. like it's that, your, but it's, it's but it's thriller. in like the horror genre. Yeah. And then uh, you know, there's a certain amount of people who have to go see it just because. But wait, he's the comedy guy, and it's a horror right. movie, right? And once you got as far as that, right, then everyone. This is the word of mouth like king of the this year or something. Yeah. Um, and the movie. Only cost like five million dollars. Yeah. Did you see so, the box office it, for the weekend yet? I didn't. I yeah. Like it, I look it up. It, it I wonder how like, well it did. It got like thirty-five or something. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty big. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it's huge for this little thing. This is a movie that when it started out and it was getting made, and uh, you know, Peel wanted to do it. He had this idea, whatever. When it started out, and it's only got a five million dollar budget, right? Right. This was gonna be some tiny little thing and hardly anyone would see it, but it got in front of the right people or whatever it got. Yeah. It got something behind it to where it got a big release. Uh, and, and man, people had just eaten it up. Everyone's talking about the internet went crazy a couple of days ago with everyone talking about how great it is, how well it's doing on like rotten tomatoes and stuff right. like that. <clears throat> so uh, we had to like switch. Which yeah. uh, fine with me actually because what, what it was, was this or collide. Oh yeah, and uh, I still think we we won out on this. Uh, next week, obviously, I mean, because we'll jump to that. But I'm psyched. In keeping with our own personal bafflement over the summer, yeah. right? <laughs> Logan comes <laughs> out next yeah. week. Uh, then the King Kong movie the week after that. I mean, we're, it's we're just looking like at we're in the middle of summer I right now. Yeah, so this is, this is great. I'm so nervous about Logan. Uh, yeah, and then summer, it, there's nothing. Then there's nothing, nothing comes out in summer. There's no big <laughs> movies coming in summer. Anyway, uh, so it's going to be Logan next week. But, um, you know, other stuff going on. We have a lot of stuff to talk, obviously, happen. And yeah. uh, even though we don't necessarily uh, do a lot of this, every time someone dies – Right. Yeah. Bill Paxton died and uh, and he was only 61 mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, complications from surgery. I don't even know any more of the story than that. And probably we'll never I don't know try that hard to find out. Right. I don't know what the surgery was. Yeah. I don't know what the thing is, whatever, yeah. just complications from surgery. <laughs> and he was only 61. And uh, I really, you know, was ready for more Bill Paxton. Me too. Um, he was uh, for a long time, uh, you know, he's not exactly like one of my favorite actors and yet he sort of is. Mm-hmm. He, I don't think he's ever been, and I, you know, you hate to say this because it's goofy, but he's never like the best actor in the movie. He's not the world's best actor, right? Mm-hmm. But he is still a really good actor, right? He's, yeah. 
he I don't think that I've ever seen him in anything where I thought, my God, yeah, that's like awesome acting, right? Yeah, but he's really good in everything. And what is, uh, you know, the two things that I think kind of pull me toward him is I just sort of grew up with him. He, that, this is big for our generation. Like he's just he started in. He just was in mm-hmm. everything, and a lot of the stuff that you don't even remember being in. You right. know, he's in like, or that you just don't remember at, at all. all. I mean, right. he's in Terminator. He's in Aliens. He's in weird science. He's in like all these movies and, and not in giant roles in some of them, but right. you know, streets of fire. Yeah. <laughs> He's in all kinds of, he stuff. was in almost a hundred movies. Yeah. And, and he's in a lot of, as his career went on, right. He mm-hmm. was, he's in a lot of huge movies, mm-hmm. but he's not necessarily, you know, the lead or anything right. like that. He's not like the biggest role in any of them. And people keep saying stuff like, you know, uh, uh, I, I hate seeing all the announcements of his death because they all say like game over from man. Titanic. Oh, I thought or, you, meant, like, you know, like, like game over, man. Game, the, and I'm like, no, they no, they just they just say <clears throat> right, like they, Bill Paxton of Titanic. and it's like Titanic. Like he's in the movie for five and I'm like, minutes or whatever. Like, give me a dark. break. That's he's, he's in from. he's in awesome movies. Yeah. And yeah, that's the one I was just going to mention, like for for me, because that the, because that is the best movie ever (laughs) near dark is it uh but he's so cool in that movie and you know at the time that that came out and how old i was and when i saw it and all that stuff you must have been um super impressionable and that's the greatest film to see at that (laughs) time yeah and and that was a movie too uh, that was probably like one of the earliest movies i saw where it just was bonkers it just it was off the rails it just the start. it just it was no rules yeah and it had yeah. it, it didn't care what you thought about mm-hmm. vampires or yeah. what you thought about where this movie would go or yeah. whatever it was wild yeah, it was and and it's a great movie anyway but he's in you know he's in lots of awesome stuff he's in huge classic movies he's in movies that you know will live forever mm-hmm. like, and not like titanic right but like <laughs> titanic's never going like anywhere. he's in tombstone i mean right. he's in he's in so many things and uh and it really sucks he's got a tv show right now that just Train started Looks yeah great yeah. just started i yeah. think it's run like four episodes yeah the story that you hear is that they've got the whole first season actually oh, already done they should, i hope they run it just I don't do I anything ass- weird. I assume they will. They're going to yeah. do some sort of like a yeah. tribute thing or whatever, but I assume they will run mm-hmm. the whole series. Uh, but just like really out of the blue, like, you mm-hmm. know, it's not like you heard about him being sick or you know, yeah, whatever. Right. Right. And, and for someone who is <clears throat> only 61, even though that's not exactly super young, but right. still it's just, uh, that's not that old. That's really, not old enough. It's really weird. And, and I think, like I said, I don't think he was ever, you know, like the greatest actor, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that he didn't, you know, bring some serious awesomeness did. to stuff that he was mm-hmm. in. And he really yeah. did. And not only that, he was really great because, you know, he did everything. He really did. Like he, he was, everything. he was not in, he was practically like a character actor mm-hmm. that you would never even know their name. Right. Except that, that guy, he was, but... except that he was really good. Yeah. Right. So he, so he was everywhere and you knew his name. But he, you know, he'd be in comedic roles. He'd yeah, be in he could do everything. Dramatic roles. Yep. He'd be. He was in all kinds of stuff. So I agree. Oh, I, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm blown away. It, I, it really sucks. It sucks. My voice. I'm gonna keep coughing. Sorry, everyone. Um, 
I agree. He wasn't the best actor, but he was always the most memorable. And he was a guy that in any project he was in, he made everything better. Every right. movie that he right. was ever in was never bad because he was in it. In fact, right. even the shit films he was in right. got better because of him. And like you, I grew up with him. And as soon as I started seeing him all over the place, it wasn't just that guy. Like he demanded, you know, who he was like right. you when he was in Weird Science, everyone was like, that's a funny movie. But what was that guy? Because yeah. he was it. And then yeah, and that was so that was so early. <clears throat> Terminator yeah. was a little rough. But I mean, you remember him because he's very memorable. But by the time he hit Aliens, his star was on fire. And you're just like, that's the guy. Like, I don't know that I ever wanted to be the characters Bill Paxton was in films but i wanted that guy with me right you know and not just for the comedic stuff but i still think of all the films he's done and you're right titanic is almost always at the bottom of my memory for the things he's done i would think of things like frailty which he never even was in he just directed it right and he co-wrote it or wrote it and i think that's that's a very subtle effective film Uh, i mentioned on twitter that uh that what got me the most about Bill Paxton wasn't the characters that he played, but anytime he did an interview or a junket or anything, he was the most humble. Oh yeah. He's and respectful and likable guy. Like right. Jesus, I just wanted to hang out with him. He's, he's famously like the nicest, the guy most approachable guy. And yeah. if you, see, and, and he has been for years. It's not, it, right. This is not it, a new thing. Yeah. yeah. It's not like everybody just started saying that. Yeah. Right. Now that now, he died. Yeah, right. But, they've all been saying it there was a post i think it was buzzfeed or something where they were like celebrities mourn bill paxton and of course everyone says their apologies and condolences on twitter and the list was enormous and it was varied i mean it was like you know every corner of entertainment you know and i was just i'm pretty jaded as a person when it comes to movies It, it and we'll get into that a bit when we do the review too but when i saw bill paxton had died I, I thought immediately, like, okay, Eddie Murphy dies on a snowboard every year. Right. This right. is bullshit. This is someone's weird joke. Right. And then I went online to check and I saw it and I froze. Like, I genuinely froze. I didn't tear up. I didn't do anything re- melodramatic, but I froze. I was like, no, no, that that can't be true because that's, that's impossible. Yeah. Anybody who's curious about um, him in a way that you, you're not used to seeing him. I just listened to uh, Mark Marin's WTF podcast a week ago and he had Bill Paxson on, <clears throat> excuse me. And Bill was talking about stuff that he's got in the pipes, like all these projects he was planning on working for a long right, time. Right. Uh, it, it's a great interview and you get to really figure out who Bill Paxton is as a guy. He doesn't go through a lot of stuff talking about all the movies, but you, you really get insight into how great and cool and respectful and honorable he is as a person. And he touches on stuff like where he came up with lines for weird science and aliens. And that's interesting too, but I could have listened to that interview for hours. Yeah. I mean, it's an hour, but I could have gone on for much more. It was genuinely shocking to see that he had passed away yeah. and that sucks. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. Yeah. Oscars <laughs> to bigger, brighter get, things. Get those out of the way. Quite. Yeah. Yeah. The Oscars happened <laughs> and uh, you know, there's, Oddly enough, uh, there's not that much interesting to say because yeah. uh, there was such a snafu did you watch that everybody it? had said. Did you see it live? I, I did, yeah. 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 Uh, and now <laughs> it's funny because the ratings uh, have been going down for the Oscars mm-hmm. for years, and they're down again. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's uh, it's kind of interesting that the Oscars are – losing viewers mm-hmm. as a as a show 
Oh, this is where you say but it was now, staged. But this now staged. everyone's talking about it. No, yeah. I don't think it was staged. No, but theorist. but now all of a sudden everyone's right. talking about it. And uh, you might have to talk about the Oscars mm-hmm. after the Oscars. Right. Now, not so much. Because now <laughs> everyone's like, oh, well, let me see what happened. And yeah. uh, they managed to get everyone talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of the goofiest thing. And But, you know, the awards, even other than that, uh, had other flubs that people are yeah. talking about. They show the picture of the woman who's still alive, who's not even right. the pic, who's not even the woman, mm-hmm. you know, that the, the name's right. right. The <laughs> but they wrong. have a different right. picture for whatever reason. Yeah. However, that comes to pass. Um, but, and, uh, you know, clearly it was, uh, it was all bashing Donald Trump night True. and it was, <laughs> uh, it was actually a pretty good show. Like, it, Jimmy it was, Jimmy Kimmel was, was good. And it mm-hmm. was, uh, it was a fun and entertaining show and everything. Um, and most everything that happened, uh, wasn't a surprise, even, right. even when Moonlight won, uh, I don't think it should have won <laughs> nothing, nothing against <laughs> Moonlight, but yeah. I think they had it right the first time and La La Land should have won. But having said that, it, it's not anything that can be a surprise because there's so many things, uh, so many categories this year that things were split a lot, mm-hmm. right? So right. Best Picture, you know, La La Land won Best Picture everywhere, right. but so did Moonlight. Moonlight right. won Best Picture all right. kinds of places. Um and then obviously they're they were the two split of the Golden Globes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they both won for the Golden Globe, right? And but they were everywhere. And and you have stuff like uh, Best Actress, right? Um, you know, she won lots Emma of Thomas, awards. Yeah, yeah. And Isabel Hubert won lots right. of awards. <laughs> yep. And and so that you know just to have her you know, nominated from a foreign film is, is pretty good, right. but lots of other stuff like, you, you know, nobody had any second guesses about Casey Affleck winning. I right. don't think, nope. uh, or Damien Chazelle. Right. Uh, even though or Viola Davis or, you know, yeah, Viola Davis was a lock. Yep. I mean, it was all, yep. uh, it was all pretty. And, you know, I think oddly enough, you get the wrong year in movies. It makes it kind of boring. Right. And, and what's even maybe worse is it seems like forever ago we were talking about the Critics' Choice Awards. <laughs> yeah. Now that they did that long ago. Now that they decided to be early, yeah. um, man, it's like a it's a long run of everybody's just heard the same names right. all the time. Right. Now you get to the Academy Awards, everyone's like, yeah, whatever. We right. know who's going to win, right. and whether it ends up being La La Land or Moonlight, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know it's one of those to and. and Everything is so locked in by the time you get to them that it's, you know, it's kind of boring. Do you you need to tune in? You're not going to learn anything. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, except that there were some things that were a little weird. Obviously, Suicide Squad won an Academy Award that, you know, sent the Internet screaming. (laughs) Everyone freaked out about that. But there were also really weird things about the Academy Awards this, this year. Like there were only three movies nominated in that category. And right. one of them was a foreign film. Right. Yeah. That, you know, wasn't going to win. Right. Kudos for nominating it. Yeah. Right. But it wasn't going to win. There's, mm-hmm. there's no way that was going to win. So basically you had Star Trek or Suicide Squad. Right. And what, if Star Trek won, I'm not any happier. Right. <laughs> it's just still right. stupid. Right. And, there's weird things going on in the 
Oscars and the nominating. And to have those two movies, it's, you know, it's makeup and hair. Mm-hmm. There were no other movies that had makeup and hair. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't have any other nominees. And, yeah. you know, 10 years ago, neither of these would have even been nominated. Right. I mean, right. it's like the category has shifted now to uh, some kind of weird special effects category. It's not really hair and makeup. It's like you made monster people. Right. So hair and makeup. You have some movie that did a bunch of hair and makeup. No, not you. You're not in this right. category anymore. Right. And, uh, you know, other than that, not really a lot of, I guess there was no room for surprising things to happen, except that the salesman won uh, Best Foreign Film, the Iranian film, mm-hmm. which allowed us to have the note read that right. he didn't show up and all that stuff. And, you know, it's, I guess it's interesting to have that yeah. happen. It's like the third best movie of the ones nominated. At best, it's not even that, it's not yeah. that great a movie. And it's competing against, you know, the movie that got nominated for Best Hair and Makeup, which is a really good movie. Tony Erdman, which is mm-hmm. a really good movie. <laughs> and bonkersly this year, I'm oh, making up that word. That's fine. Uh, L, which had Isabel Hooper uh, nominated. Right. And won Best Foreign Language Film Almost everywhere, everywhere yeah. that the Handmaiden didn't win it. Right. Neither of those movies were nominated. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, something in the foreign <laughs> language Oscars has gone a little sideways yeah. somewhere. Um, anyway, but the the Oscars, other than that, not I guess much noteworthy happening. And now that we've had the big goof, mm-hmm. everyone's already talked about it. So it's like yeah. it's like somehow it it's, went wrong to the point where now everyone's t- yeah. as much as people would talk the Oscars to death anyway. Now right. they've you know redoubled their efforts, and everyone <laughs> has to talk about it. It's amazing that more things don't happen like this at the Oscars or or any of them. The Globes, the critics, it just. There's so many balls to be juggled and kept in the air at the same time and right. so many hands and you can only have so many production assistants and, and so many people and there so many and it's all happening watching. live. It's and you've crazy. got so many watchmen watching over the watchmen to keep, you know, that's just on the floor. I'm not even talking about in the studio where the producers have right. 60 monitors right. and the simple fact that this happened was inevitable, not right. for best picture, but for something. And it, it just is, you know, in some ways, uh, a perfect example of how finely tuned these things run all the time and you don't know it, right. you know, but it certainly drew attention to it. It certainly made it interesting at the detriment a little bit to moonlight, but that, you know, they've won a bunch of things. It's not like they were hurting. They still got up on stage. It created a moment with um, Jordan Horowitz. I think uh, when he, when he just took control and said, no, my friends get this, like right. get up here. Like that's an incredible moment that will live on past the memory of this thing right and the most annoying thing that was briefly you know humorous and frustrating was it it resurrected all the marissa tomei arguments that i saw in the places that i like to talk online where everyone's like see this is exactly what happened with, when jack palance mistakenly gave it to marissa tomei and they didn't have the guts to come out and i was like no <laughs> this is exactly why that didn't happen they would have come right out and fixed it right. so shut up if you believe these stupid <laughs> things but but it was it was interesting to watch, though I have a theory that sometimes when all the films take almost an, an equitable slice of the fictitious pie of, of awards possibilities that the viewership goes down. Right. If you have a single dominant thing, 
like the year that Titanic, because we keep bringing it up, the year that Titanic was nominated, I mean, tons of people watched. And it was obvious that that was going to win friggin' everything. Right. But still, it drew everybody in because they, I think it was, I think it was a film that people saw, so they rooted for their home team. Right. You know, you don't watch the World Series if two teams you never knew are on because you don't have anybody to root for. And I think in this, with so many films, maybe people didn't see them all or couldn't couldn't actually support them all. I think it just dwindles the interest a bit. But, uh, I, but. I think also that um, if something like, you know, I don't even know, but maybe like Arrival had yeah. more <laughs> of a shot yeah. because a lot more people saw that. Right. But when you get to um, even even now, even though there's been tons of word of mouth and people are loving it and everything, La La Land uh, still hasn't had that many people see it. Right. Moonlight even less. Mm-hmm. And so you've got and down the line, Manchester you, by the Sea. You've and, got you know, you've got you know. two movies that people aren't seeing. Mm-hmm. You've got Casey Affleck, like you said, you know, locked in yeah. for Manchester by the Sea, which people haven't seen. Right. And yeah. you get all these, you know, Oscar movies. Yeah. Right. But when you have something like Titanic and everyone has sure. seen it and it breaks box office records and yeah. everyone knows the movie, and then also people are talking about it winning. Right. Then they're like, well, see, it's like a movie that it validates. I, I get you know, and right. makes sense right. and is not, you know, the yeah. stupid, so, snooty yeah, Oscar right. movies that I don't want to watch, right? Yeah. So yeah, when you have when you have both all really kind of what people think of as Oscar Beatty movies mm-hmm. are the ones who are really locked in. You mm-hmm. know, no one no one was coming out of left field to win best picture yeah. this year right. no matter what they're, they're, i yeah. mean it was one of those two mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. no way you know right. it was going to be anything else so i don't know there's not that much interest did you do any oscar pools do you you don't no. do, you know I, i've tried to get you to do them even with me and you're like i don't care this is you know? this was the year of it not mattering too i, I mean did, i i would i would have lost for sure on best, best so. picture well because, you know because sure. i i would have definitely La La picked la la land yeah and you have to wonder, I have to wonder a little bit if uh, the critics' choice moving back and making kind of the whole season just that much longer yeah, right. didn't help swing things a little bit right. towards Moonlight Maybe. because, uh, you know, now everyone's been saying La La Land so much yeah. that somebody wants to say Moonlight. Well, there's a big, there's a big, there's an argument. There's a like, big reaction. Like the, it won the BAFTAs, which were right. very recently. Yeah. Yeah. Very, really, very recent. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of like as time has gone on, mm-hmm. the, you know, the pendulum has just swung a little bit love, towards uh, Moonlight. So. I love, I love a couple things that people were saying about it, you know, in reaction to the Oscars so white and they're like, Oh look this year, now all kinds of people of color are winning. And I, I remember one particular argument where I just said, have, have you seen Moonlight? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, right. Great. Go, go see it. <laughs> right. It's actually not that bad for you, but uh, you know, anyway, I, I I was in a couple pools. I did good. I got best picture wrong on both of them because one of them I voted. I always vote what I want to win, what I think will win in my heart. Right, if right. I ran it and I had the votes and then one is based on what I've seen. And it certainly helps to have seen all the movies. Right, I, right. I'm going up against people who had never seen Lion and you know Moonlight and they were still voting. But uh, I lost best picture on both of them. But well, I still right. won the pools overall. Right. Because having seen all the movies helps a lot. Right. But uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, okay. So now it, we, we did mention Get Out, but it is also time yeah, for time. our own awards. And we're going to do our awards first. I love it. 
because then however much time we have left, right. That that's what we'll, that's what we'll do with get yeah. out. Um, so it's our awards. And if you're tuning in for the first time or are not familiar with the show, yeah. the, these are the can't <laughs> win awards because we cannot come up with a better name. Uh, if you are a fan, yeah. if you've listened to us for a long time, send us another name. We may use it. We, we your, your name, your name could permanently be attached to the show. We'll change the name. Neither one of us love the name, except that it does kind it of, kind of it, it kind of actually works, it right? Win. Yeah. Uh, these are our <laughs> own awards that we give out to highlight some of the movies. We we do the top five screenplay, director, actor, actress, and movie uh, for movies that can't win or can't actually even get nominated can't right? reasonably be expected to get an oscar exactly or, or, or even or, it, or, or even a nomination right yeah. uh yeah. movies that are in the wrong genre or have the wrong people or have the wrong budget or right. whatever it is that uh no one's going to pay attention to them theoretically right uh they're not going to get anywhere near the attention they deserve and they are just not in the class of movie for whatever reason they could be better movies right but they are not in the realm of movies that are going to get nominated so uh running full head of steam into our awards yeah i hear that you have a disclaimer well okay so the, this, this, the disclaimer is typically we started doing this thing around the time this was like three years ago god maybe even four because we've been doing this for several years when yeah. we saw looper and looper is the easy go-to to remind anybody that is a really smart, really well acted, really incredibly well directed, really thoughtful screenplay, but it had no chance in hell of getting nominated because it was a time travel no, sci-fi it's, film. It's super you know? sci-fi. It's it not is. even like it's not even just there are it's, sci-fi it's movies that could yeah, right get are, nominated if right, they're like the right if they're the right kind of sci-fi, right? Yeah. So when when we and, and that was a fun year because we both basically just <laughs> looper all the way down, um, and it got thrown into a big wrench last year for us. Me, definitely you, I think, substantially because Mad Max Fury Road managed to get nominated for Best Picture. And that was my can't win for everything. Right. And And, you were out of luck. And I'm out of luck. And this year, it's kind of hard because now the specter of Fury Road is hanging over everything on my ear, (laughs) on my shoulder going, yeah, but. But it could have. might be wrong. So going forward, I finally made my piece. I didn't do it this year, but I'm going to do it next year in that recognizing that anything could get nominated. I understand that. And Fury Road definitely appeals to that argument because it really is the wonderful. It's really just a high octane, crazy action film. Right. I'm stunned that it still got nominated. That, in, that in, is, some, in some sense, it had no business getting nominated. Right. It's, and it, almost, and some, it's almost not fair I think it to discredit it. Exactly. You know, but I agree. But, so, it, but it's also it's almost not fair right. to rule it out because it shouldn't have right. got nominated. Right. I mean, so going forward, I've decided after the hardship of doing this year's list, which was incredibly difficult for me, and I love making lists, um, I've decided to use the Fury Road conundrum as oh god the exception and not the now allowable rule which I is i don't know what that means it just means that even if something could get nominated i know in my heart likely it's not going to right and right. therefore it's it's fit for my list so there are things on my list this year that one could argue hey that that might have been in 
Right. And really all I have to do is defend against you because you'll be like, I don't buy that. That right. could have got nominated. So, but anything could get nominated. So when you have anything can get nominated, <laughs> then I realize the argument here is no, it couldn't. That, that you're, now you're just, I so, have no rules. I have no, no rules. So, so what so I say goes. Theoretically, right, the, the rule <laughs> of being eligible for mm-hmm. our awards, right, right, is not just that you did not get nominated for anything. Right. But that there really is no chance that you would right. have anyway, right? right? And this year made that whole thing particularly difficult for me <laughs> yeah, because there were so many movies that I wanted to use yeah. that didn't get nominated for anything. Right. But I'm like, man, in a different year, Maybe. that totally would have got nominated. If this year yep. was not so locked up by like five movies, yep. And and whatever the movie I'm thinking of would have come out next year or right. last year or whatever, that totally would have gotten nominated. Right. Right. Or at least it certainly would have been very conceivable that it mm-hmm. would have gotten nominated. So I had to rule out like everything. See, and that's a great example because there and was a then, time. And then if that weren't bad enough, I'd have some other movie and it'd get nominated right. for something. Right. So and, and throw usually, you out again. Usually what's happened is I look for the best horror film, sci-fi film, or fantasy film because those never get nominated. Because, right. And you run the Because then you're that. safe. This year, uh, it, it, I'll mention it again when we get to it, but I actually had considered I have like a first choice, second choice, and then like I just threw names down. When it came to actor, I put Mark Ruffalo's name down for Infinitely Polar Bear, even oh, though yeah, yeah, in yeah. a certain year, he totally could be nominated for if that. If The Lobster he could get you nominated. Right. right. That could have so gotten nominated. I, I right? wrote it down, but I know it doesn't really count. I just put it down as like an honorable mention. Right. But that is an instance where I'm like, mm, I truly believe Infinitely Polar Bear could get a nomination. Right. And therefore, not because it could get best set design, but he could be nominated for that in a different year. Right. So that's and, not and here's my problem, too. And uh, just for clarification, since you just mentioned about, you know, it getting nominated for something, it's not necessarily that uh, if the person couldn't get nominated for actor. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of like that. If, if it could get nominated for anything. Yeah. That rules you out right. altogether. That, I right? don't play that way. That's, yeah. that's the theory right. anyway. That's, right. that's what we've been working on so far, but right. I am going to throw out before we start actually mentioning these, I don't have the witch on my list. I, yeah. And I did. You did. I did at one point for something somewhere. Mm -hmm. I did have it on the list somewhere. And then I found out that it won every freaking award for like the universe. That's anything like uh, anything like genre awards Mm -hmm. or all kinds of things like um, like I don't know if that it was sound, but it's probably uh, sound mixing. And it got nominated for a bunch of stuff all over the place. If you go to IMDb, right, yeah, and like look up. it up, and you can go to the awards, and then also just I like Googled it, yeah, and, it, and like it got nominated it's for a bunch of stuff, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, fine, right. I don't know. So, um, but I did really like that movie, and so just for people who are listening, um, yeah, if you haven't seen that yet, you got to see it because I don't even like horror it's movies, creepy, right? Huh? And yeah. it's just, it's just very cool. The, it's not even like, I don't know that it's like real scary. Like, no, uh, I guess for odd. some people, if you go to a horror movie and it's over, and you're like, well, I wasn't scared, then right. it went wrong. 
wrong. Right, but right. <laughs> but it's, well, even the year we did Looper, Looper was nominated for things for the Academy Awards. Yeah, that's true. You know, it was nominated not for. Yeah. So for, I don't use that. Right. If you get nominated, you're disqualified because then I'm just going to have yeah, Dave not, and Mike. Uh, wedding date, right. Yeah. And not, I'm not going to play that. Not necessarily like but editing no, know, or know. you know whatever. It's or, it's got to be one of the major categories. Right. So anyway. All right. Yeah, so this was a, I'm glad you said it was hard too, because sometimes I know you hate lists and you're just like, ah, it, hell with it. Yeah, it was, it, it was really hard and I kept having to disqualify movies. And I'm going to throw out right now that I only have three movies. There's five things, but I still only have three movies. I, I try to spread that out as much as I can every year. I try to have five different movies. Yeah, right. At least. And, and if I have like director and movie at the mm-hmm. same thing, I try to find something else anyway right right yeah, and right and, and but man this year i just i couldn't and sometimes i can't do everything i wanted right. to do and then at one point i was like i might just throw in foreign films i mean <laughs> it's like right but then they could have got nominated for foreign films so yeah then you're in trouble there too yeah. anyway uh so we're gonna just go through the list i'll start okay and uh first uh we're gonna do screen screenplay, screenplay right yeah now, this movie still had me, even doing this movie had me in trouble because uh, I'm like, how, how can I say that this movie couldn't get nominated? Yeah. And, See, and the, I won't defend the logic that, but, I came up okay. with, yep. right, was um, on paper, it seems like this movie could easily get nominated. Okay. But if you actually watch it you and, know. and see this movie, right. it's just a little bit too right. far to one side. But my uh, nominee for screenplay is Sing Street. Oh. It's uh it's That's the cool. it's the new movie by John Carney. Yeah. Who obviously, you know, shot to instant classic fame with Once. Uh he's the guy who wrote and directed oh, yeah. Once. Yeah. And then also uh Begin Again, which people did not love as much, but mm-hmm. still was a good movie. Yep. Um and now this is this is the movie of um it, it's a it's about a, a kid in Ireland, right, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, is basically like bullied in high school, sort of. He's like this kind of punk in high school. And he meets this girl and to impress her, he like just throws out. It's one of those crazy things. Like it's almost a scene from Friends where it's like you hear yourself saying something and you can't stop yourself and then it's over. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. he finds this he finds this hot girl that he wants to impress and he asks her if she wants to be. She says she's an actress, so he asks her if he wants to be in the music video video for his band right. that they're making a music video. And then he turns around and walks away. He doesn't even have a band. <laughs> That's great. So now, now he's got to make a band. Yeah. And, and then, and then have some gigs or something and then make a music video so she can be in it or whatever. And uh, it's awesome, hilarious movie, but it's really small budget. (laughs) Right. And uh, it's just, I actually wouldn't be that surprised if it got nominated for something, (laughs) but, but but it's just kind of in that Mm -hmm. low budget, art house area yeah and it's uh it's it, even compared to once it's it clearly like very small you know it's right. almost uh you know with a little work we could convince you that it was made for tv movie and, right. <laughs> and it's yeah. like really can't count but uh really good movie anyway that's my screenplay In my hustle to try to come up with the films, like you said, you could only come up with three. I managed to come up with technically nine, but really only six because I was stretching. Um, 
thankfully I enjoyed this one movie because it saved me. You got like a tie. No, it (laughs) saved me in more than one category. If I was in trouble, uh, I actually, I, I had originally, when I was scrolling through my list, I said, well, it's going to be the lobster. And then I went, no, because lobster could easily be nominated for screenplay. Maybe the only thing it could get. So I went, okay, what's my backup? Well, nocturnal animals. And I'm like, the hell with you. What's the matter with you? That could get nominated too. So I settled on that did get nominated for the critics <laughs> choice. See? So, so I, I settled on the story that I thought was most well-written um, and the guys, a screenwriting machine. Anyway, the nice guys by Shane black. Ah, uh, so that was, that was my kind of saving grace. So, right. Yeah. I thought pretty long and hard about that movie a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, it's, and the only thing that kept me out of that, uh, because there, there was a time when I was kind of thinking, can I nominate Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Right. As <laughs> actor for, for, for his role. Right. Yeah. And he was really good. And that. the only thing that kept me out of it was I didn't quite love him that much. He was really yeah. good. Yeah. He, he he was definitely very good in that. And it's a surprisingly fun movie. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I was like, but, a, but of all the movies out there, sure. like sure. he just didn't, you know, super wow me with his yeah. role or anything. He was, right. you know, he was really good. He was like Bill Paxton, right? right. He, right. he was really good. I'm yeah. not saying he's no, no, not no. good. But anyway, well, uh, it was even funny when I looked it up because I had even told you I had to look up some of these and I saw that the lobster did, in fact, get nominated for screenplay. And I went, well, the hell right. with that. Like, and he, and, and gone, Colin so. Firth got nominated yeah. uh, in it. Yeah. So it's getting nominated so anyway, all over the place. So what can fun. you do? Right. Uh, OK. Um, best actress. Uh, yeah. We'll switch and let you go first. This is this is a bit of a cheat. And it's because I I own it too. because you cheat. This is a cheat because I I. I can argue it and not because she was nominated for something else, but I, I had Amy Adams in nocturnal animals oh, and that's I, a total cheat. And I think that's an absolute cheat because I think she could get nominated, but I actually believe that nocturnal animals, the vast majority of typical years would never get nominated for the major of actress, actor and picture though it might get screenplay it, set it, design. It's in the wrong, things. it's in the wrong wheelhouse. It is just, of movie. It is yeah. just David Lynchian, you know, Tom Forty, and it's just crooked enough to not right. be allowed into that side of the that, velvet that, rope that people don't. Want and this is what I mean it. by Fury Road, like Fury Road should never come in because you're never going to want to sit next to a movie. If movies were people that smells like gasoline and blood, They're like right. you just, that's like, we don't mean to let them in, but there's a part of me that thinks her in this role I don't know that that is such a 50-50 shot. I kind of lean more, but it's my blessed and I'm biased towards it. And I couldn't find another woman in, right. a, in, a, right. in a series of films that was strong enough. I looked at Allied. I looked at the um, – uh, I looked at uh, Denial, the Holocaust film that I yeah, actually like yeah, Rachel yeah. Weisz in a lot. But right. I thought, you know, she's not going to get nominated for an Oscar. But, that, I mean – my backup was Rachel Weiss for denial, but I but, still but feel see, the, the problem uh, that was the hardest of them all. The, the problem is the hardest one. The problem in the whole area. And I had to rule out a lot of movies for various categories for the same reason, Yeah, because I looked at things like denial, mm-hmm. not, not denial necessarily. But denial-ish like those. Uh, but I looked at a lot of movies like that that didn't get nominated for anything. Yeah. And I thought, okay, look, this here's a movie that didn't get nominated for anything. And not only did it not get nominated for anything, but people didn't pay a lot of attention right. to it. It wasn't in any kind of serious consideration. And I'm like, but it's so Oscar baity. 
Yeah, right. That how can I say that that couldn't get nominated? Yeah. It's clearly being made just because it wants to get nominated, right? Right. right. It's it's like uh <laughs> yeah. It's like rules don't apply. Right. Um which uh, I didn't love. Yeah. But somebody might have loved it, right? Yeah. And thought, "Hey, well, you know, the actor and actress in that movie were really good." Right. But you can't say that movie can't get nominated right. because right. <laughs> Because then you're just saying anything, right? right? right. I mean, but I I was in the same boat. I had a lot of movies. No one's paying attention to this. Uh, For a while, I was thinking about Eye in the Sky because I really, I I liked that movie. I liked that movie a lot. And I still can't figure out why no one will admit that movie came out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a movie that clearly was a, you know, big dramatic thing that people should be paying attention to with big stars in it. Yeah. uh, Yep big name people giving really good performances. Not bad performances too. But then I thought, I, I just can't say that that yeah. couldn't get nominated, right? I almost went the, the, it's funny, I didn't want to go the foreign film route. I almost went for the woman whose name I'm blanking on in Julieta. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she was great. Right. She's great. And I don't believe she would have been nominated here. I don't, I think I don't believe too. that she would have been nominated either. But yeah. like five years ago, I wouldn't think Isabella Hooper would get nominated right. for L because being nominated out of a foreign film right. just doesn't happen. It's very rare. Right. So, yeah. anyway. so anyway, that's that's mine. Uh, my actress is... Uh, I almost feel like this is a bit of a cheat, except that it's totally not. But it's uh, Greta Gerwig in Maggie's Plan. Yeah. And uh, the reason I say I feel like it's a cheat is because I think this movie should be mm-hmm. in the arena of things that could get nominated. Right. Uh, it's a really good I movie. I almost uh, had this for screenplay, too, because it's uh, written and directed by the same uh, woman who did The Private Lives of Pippoli a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Which was oh, no kidding. Uh, really good. It, the movie has Ethan Hawke, Maya Rudolph, Julianne Moore, Bill Hader, Greta Gerwig. Wow. It's a big, big thing. It's like some weird fluke that just, you know, nobody, hmm. nobody raised their hand right. and said, I want to make this movie – you know, get a really big release, be right. a much bigger deal, but I can't figure out why, yeah, it, but right. it's, it, it's a little bit of a, a kind of screwy thing that it's about. It's yeah. not sci-fi or horror or whatever, but it's still in a weird genre, right? right. Of movies that end up being art house. Maybe they get people behind them and they get a, like a little bit of a cult status or whatever, right. but these like super indie films, just because it's about something weird, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, I think last year it was welcome to me Yep. where it was uh Kristen Wiig and yep. it was, it's just about something that's so yeah. weird, <laughs> even though Kristen Wiig is in it and it's awesome. Cool. No one's going to pay attention to it. Yeah. This is that sort of movie. It's, uh, Greta Gerwig has this plan for her life that gets all screwed up and it's really fun to watch this movie too, because if we just shifted this movie a little bit and changed things a little bit, you could see like Robin Williams, right. Being, being, being this yeah. person, right. Even though it's a woman and right. it, and you have to change a lot of, uh, you know, her thinking about herself and all that stuff, yeah. but still, you, but Robin Williams made a lot of like really small indie movies where it was like, I'm just going to 
talk about crazy stuff right and a weird you know kind of view of life and whatever you know stuff like that and anyway it was really good and she's really good in it and uh, yeah i'm in i'm biased because i'm a big fan of hers anyway uh but that's my actress that's cool all right uh actor, actor uh i picked uh because i had nothing that i <laughs> I had, I'm getting I had, thin now. I had nothing that I couldn't rule out, mm-hmm. right? I had uh, like a dozen movies, and I probably had five or six roles that I thought those are really good roles. Yeah, they're doing really good. Right. Um, but I, but I just can't. Yeah. I just can't make myself do it. So my pick for actor is Ferdia Walsh Pilo, the star in Sing Street, the oh, uh, the yeah. uh, Irish kid uh, in in Sing Street. Because he's really good. Yeah, really, really good. You're lucky. He, he is foreign. He. It's not foreign. What's his name? <laughs> Freudia Walsh. Ferdia Walsh Pilo. Pilo. Yeah. Um. I don't know why I'm writing that down. I'll never remember it. Right. Uh, <laughs> but he is. He's really good in this movie. And this is one of the killers for me because I still had to compare him to a couple of other roles. Right. Yeah. And what it came down uh, for me, even though. There's a bit of this movie that's almost like a, you know, like a weird science, like a John Hughes movie, like yeah. it's a goofy high schooly thing, whatever. Right. But there's a lot of stuff, it, but it's also a, a more serious movie too. Right. Um, it's got like its serious side. And there is a lot of the stuff in this movie that this kid has to do that reminded me exactly of why Casey Affleck was so good in Manchester by the sea. Yeah. He has to do a lot of stuff that's actually really hard to right. do. Right. And he does it and he's, Makes it look easy. He's not a kid, but I mean, he's a yeah fake high school age, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. He's movie high school age, yeah. right? Because I think I feel like maybe he's about twenty eighteen to twenty or yeah, something like that, right. and he's he's playing basically like kind of freshman or sophomore, right? You know, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. high school. But anyway, but he but it's really good, mm-hmm. and there's a there are a lot of the things. If this movie gained like a bunch of traction somehow from somewhere and right. people saw it. Yeah. This is a movie much like lots of John Hughes movies, right? Yeah. People would be like quoting it for decades, sure, right? right? Like yeah. there's all kinds of, uh, all they awesome have to do is get it. Seen. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's my actor. Uh, it's funny. The first choice for actor that I had, and I still, I wish I could stand by it is Tom Hardy and legend. But I looked up Legend, and it came out the year before last. So uh, it doesn't, right, it right, doesn't right. fit. It came out at the end of 2015, but technically, if I'm technically being honest, it, I, can't, right. I can't do it. So, And that sucks, because I actually like him. He plays twin gangster brothers, and right. it's really fun. Um, so I went with the guy you already picked, uh, Ryan Gosling and Nice Guys. I who, do it. who stood out enough for me as this bumbling PI who has no sense of smell and finds himself... I think, remember how we laughed so hard at the end when he realized, he goes, I think I have superpowers, right, you know, right. I mean, it's not just because of that, but I, I found myself thinking of that film off and on every once in a while. And when I got pushed into a corner for this, I just kept thinking, man, thank God the nice guys came out this right, year. Right. So, and you had, and you had something to pick and I had a chance at doing it. And, and you so. know, the more I think about this and it, it's really weird, the more I am forced now to think about Bill Paxton and everything. Mm-hmm. And the more stuff that I've seen, especially over like the last six to eight months, um, the more I feel like Ryan Gosling is actually kind of in that same boat. Mm-hmm. He's a weirdly ordinary guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is every time I've seen him in an interview, every time I see him talking to people, yeah. 
he, uh, you know, either he's just putting on a great act or or whatever. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But he is, he is like the most kind of down to earth. He, he's a guy that, you know, reminds me of, you know, someone who gets famous or whatever and is like, I can't, I can't believe they're giving me all this stuff. Right. Like he just seems like very real. (laughs) And he was surprisingly awesome at the Academy Awards. He was great. Since it's time to talk about the Academy Awards anyway, Mm -hmm. right? When they pull in that busload of people. Yeah, right. And, you know, I don't don't even know, like, people aren't talking about this except that he's got the whisper meme Mm -hmm. that's become a meme. Like, everyone wants to know what he whispered to that one lady, and now that's all over the internet. But, you know, when they first came out, he gave that first guy, like, his whole swag bag. Yeah. Like he was, he awesome. was just like, here, yeah, take like, all, hey, take all this yeah, stuff. You, you can take this. You're like, what? You can pay the taxes on the way out too. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that was awesome. Uh, and I was like, what the, anyway. Um, so that's cool that he gets, okay. So, so we're director. on director. Yeah. I, I wrote down Tom Ford and then had to cross it out because there's no way in hell I could justify. Of course he could get right because for because director. he's Tom Ford. Because now this director is director makes things hard. Right, director is different because uh, even if the picture they direct doesn't have any chance because it's too edgy or too weird, the the director itself could be nominated for their work. Right, so Steven, I, Steven Spielberg comes out with a really stupid right. movie. You can't in, nominate right. him, right? And, and you know, again, the Mad Max Fury Road, where George got nominated right, for it, right. and again, you're like, look, he pulled together an amazing film, and we're talking about it. So that's, you know, so I had to cross that off, and then I had to cross off Yorgos Lanthimos for Lobster because I'm right. like the same thing. He right. could get easily nominated, and I'll tell you what, so, he will. He absolutely will. In He's the, gonna in the yeah. future, he will take over. So thank God for Shane Black because. <laughs> I got him down for the nice guys because he is he uh, he is I see, he's the, I, I see the disclaimer he is he's the best that couldn't win he is in my mind that no chance they'll nominate Shane right. Black not because of the political stuff and the bridges he's burnt but he just couldn't win for that movie right. I don't care what world you live in even the one that I live in that I like Shane Black that's not happening right so thank God for the nice guys oh so sure. that's where I'm at so uh, yeah we've got that okay. Um, now, my director, yeah, I went in like kind of a weird way, and I'm not even sure if you've seen this movie. I might not. So because Sing Street, if you come be, up with be, Sing Street for the next two, because, no, because I'm out. because I'm thinking that you might you might try to call me on it. Except I wish you'd hmm. seen the movie. Maybe I haven't because because then I want to then I want to argue with you about it for like a long time, right? Well, I'll watch it. We can do it off air. <laughs> so so I. Picked a director who I really like, but is a very weird guy, okay. and I've liked him before. And he doesn't hasn't done a lot, so he's a he's a it very not be like Yui Bull or something. No, he's a very weird guy actually. So my pick for director is Burr Steers, oh. who directed Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, and he is a very weird guy actually because he was an actor for a long time. He yeah. didn't do a lot of stuff, but he was an actor for a long time. And apparently, as far as I can piece together, but I don't have him saying this. Right. But uh, he is a guy who's in Hollywood and is like, eh, I'll do something every once in a while. And, that, and like, that's it. And then he just goes home and I don't know what he does, but he doesn't right. write stuff. He doesn't also produce stuff, whatever. You think I would he, argue he, with you about he Pride acted, and he acted it. He acted for a while and then he did Igby Goes Down. Oh, yeah. Which I is forgot. an awesome movie. Yeah, I forgot. It, oh, wow. That's funny. It's uh, Man, it's I a really awesome movie. And when that movie came out, I was like, 
here's the next guy. That's the guy. He's yeah. going to come out with a movie every other year, and they're yeah. all going to be awesome. Then he never did anything again. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, then he directed like 17 again. Yeah. And you're like, what is this? Oh, he's done a ton of TV. L Word, uh, Weeds, Big Love. Yeah, but only like one or two episodes. Yeah, nothing major. Yeah, what each. has he been doing? He, His he hasn't, thing he hasn't taken over. Wow. Uh, it's not like I could see if he directed Big Love for the run of the, the show. The whole thing, right. Or it's something one like episode. That. But no, he directed like one Holy episode. Crap, he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's got like a roadside fruit stand or something. Yeah. I don't know what he does <laughs> right. with the rest of his time. Right, that's really weird. But uh, it, yeah, he directed Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. And I was actually weirdly blown away by that movie. It's not mm. a it's not a great movie uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I can't like, don't didn't see it. don't think that I'm thinking right. it's this you know Mark's the new the new yeah. ten star <laughs> movie or whatever. But it's really good and it's crazy fun. <laughs> and I remember this one. I got really lucky that I like remembered this movie because I remember <laughs> it came out in February, the first week of February. So you had to stretch. yeah yeah. I I had to go digging for stuff because I'm like, what director <laughs> right? what am I gonna I am I gonna nominate? This is awesome um, because director is hard. It's really hard because you get a movie and you're like, that movie never get nominated, and then you go, oh, but it's Tom Ford, so right. he, he would get nominated. He could direct right. a commercial and get like nominated you say, it or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I found, but I remember watching this movie and I liked it. It was fun. It's very obviously screwy, right? It's a, it's a goofy kind of a, you know, Jane Austen vampire hunter, you know, whatever. It's like this weird thing. But I remember watching it going, this is directed bizarrely well. It is, and you know, it's one of those things too, where nine out of 10 ordinary people could watch five movies in a row and not be able to pick out which is the The one that's well-directed. This one's horribly directed. You liked this one, so you think it's well-directed, you know, whatever. Right. Which is why uh, the Academy Awards often double that up. Right. right. Uh, if it's a good movie, it must be well directed. Uh, but the movie is really well directed. Yeah, it is that's cool. weird. And not only in a bunch of standard directing ways, whatever. Right. These, yeah. these are good shots, whatever like that. It has the coolest conversation scenes hmm. that are put together really well. You have to give some credit uh, sideways to whoever the cinematographer is that I don't know because right. obviously. Yeah, that they helps. work together. <laughs> that, uh, that helps. Yeah, they work together very closely. But it is a huh. weird for cool. such a screwy thing. You've sold me. I'm gonna watch it now. For such a weird thing that you think, um, you know, probably Buffy the Vampire Slayer is not getting best director, right? <laughs> right. Because yeah. we're just doing a goofy yeah. thing anyway. Sure. Um, but anyway, that's that's my pick for nice. director. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, all right. So now we're on movie picture, and I picked Maggie's plan. Oh, so I already talked about that. Yeah. I, I said there were only three movies. Yeah, right. That's true. I forget you said that. And then, um, so I've already talked about that movie. And I had, uh, it, it's a it's a movie that I think people have got to go see it. I mean, yeah. find this movie because you know you like half the actors in it. It's got all kinds of people. Yeah. In it, right. You know, go right. go check that movie out. Uh, this it, it's so hard. Because again, yeah, I, yeah, had, nice I had guys. I had, I had nocturnal animals. <laughs> I had the lobster, but both of them could legitimately be nominated for picture, especially now that the Academy will nominate ten to fifteen. Doesn't matter. 
it's not 10 to 15. It's 10. It's, it could be 12 next year. Um, I came pretty close to nominating passengers. I, I came real close. Uh, yeah. And and I still thought that I, when I looked over my list of films, there were a couple of films that I liked better than that. I wanted to nominate the nice guys just to get it going, but I didn't. I actually, I when I really look at my list and I put the numerical values next to them. There was a film that I liked much better that has no chance in hell of winning. It was green room. I thought, Oh, that's not bad. I thought green room was so, especially considering what we're about to start talking about with get out. Yeah. I thought green room was so taut, tense and easy. Like it wasn't complicated. It's fast. The pacing's great. I didn't want it to be longer or shorter. It it gave me just about everything I wanted when I sat down with some popcorn to watch a film. And it was the best of the films that couldn't win an award on my list. Right, I, right. I cannot stop telling I, people to see Green Room. I, I, had, I had Green Room at one point uh, when, I was, when I was trying to whittle down screenplay. Yeah, um, right. Because it's so because, easy. Because it's a really, it's a really, really great, good screenplay. Yeah, it is. All right, so that's our awards, and we've already run yeah. an hour, and we have to get get this out easy, uh, really quickly, okay. right? Uh, we I probably think. don't need that much time for Get Out. Uh, it's actually kind of funny because, as as I said, starting the show, everybody loves this movie. Everybody's talking about the movie. Yeah, uh, you couldn't for a while go on the internet without somebody making sure that you know what it's got on Rotten Tomatoes because it was really high. Yeah, just today. I saw a couple of people talking on the internet because Alman White, who is the guy who notoriously reviews everything the opposite of whatever everybody does, yeah. finally gave the movie a really bad review and, and said that it was really bad. <laughs> that's funny. Because, uh, because that's all he does. Right. Is he waits to see... That's it, purposeful, isn't it? Like, is it part of his shtick or is he just such a contrarian? It's not. He's just such a contrarian? I, I, think, I think it is his shtick. It's just not... Uh, that he acknowledges that it's his shtick or that he okay. confesses that he purposely does that. But whenever some, whenever something is universally loved or hated, he takes the opposite <laughs> view and writes a review. Yeah. And that's his thing because it, it's just like clickbait, right? I can't remember it, who he writes for though. It's just to get hits. Uh, I don't even know. I think he might write for his own, his own website, his own place. Or, yeah. I, I don't know. At one point I think he did burn, maybe he still does. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is he's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's the guy who, who that's what he does. He just uh, sits back. He doesn't review anything like before it comes out, <laughs> whatever. It just says. He, he writes reviews and <laughs> it, that's if, hilarious, if, if you, if you go on Metacritic, right. And yeah. something is like 99%. Yeah. That he's the one. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, he's always, he's that's always just the opposite. Um, but so going into that movie, and uh, we got, should be quick and throw out our ratings, I have to say uh, we're going to help him along, or at least I am, yeah. because I didn't love this movie either. I think I uh, gave you more credit here. So I give it three and a half. Oh, uh, I had you at three. I, I give it three and a half stars. It, it, yeah. it didn't huh. work for me in so many ways, um, and I'm not going to get into the whole review, but for me, watching this movie was – this was just like uh, living inside the Emperor Has No Clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it was – I was like, what the hell is everyone talking about? People who love this movie, as far as I can tell, uh, it seems to me, are either people who 
don't watch a lot of horror movies, right. don't like a lot of horror movies, <laughs> yeah. or are really, really impressed by building social commentary into any sure. movie. And and I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. But anyway, we'll talk more about it. But that's that's my rating. <laughs> that was a little better than I thought because when we walked out, I didn't think you were going to scorch the earth with it, but I, I put you at a three. So yeah, I, I had originally been at five. I had, I had said to you, I felt pretty close to like five and a half, four and a half, like uh, not five and a half, five, four and a half. And I rested at four and a half. I think it's just a little below average, which is disappointing because I think it had a lot of promise. And I think as we talk about it briefly, it, it shows moments of that promise interspersed throughout the film but it just clumsily gets in its own way at times that knocks it back a bit and unfairly to some small degree it suffers from all the buzz it got because if i had seen this maybe a a little bit yeah if i'd seen this as a screener or you and i just went in cold because we didn't want to see collide or any we didn't want to see anything else i might have walked out thinking at the best maybe five and a half Maybe right. just a hair above maybe average. Six maybe six. Maybe. And that's pushing it because I still see the problems that were there. But when it's as like the most amazing thing and, you know, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 99, Metacritic has it at 83, I think. Um, you know, that is an incredible expectation from the funny guy. Right, you know, right. From Key and Peel, Like that guy? Are you kidding me? So watching it, you know, it certainly was a weird experience in a way. But um you know, it does certain things very well. And sometimes the things that it does very well, it, the pendulum swings and they do exceptionally well. Like there are those brief moments where it really shines well. There, there are a few, there are a few things in the movie that are a lot of fun and well done. Mostly I only give this movie the rating that I do give it because there's an idea in there somewhere that is pretty interesting. There's a good 20 minute idea. in there. But, but I think, I think what happened in this movie, and like I said, this is clearly a movie that no one, no one was really going to see. Mm-hmm. At one point, it, if you only spend $5 million on a movie, you're not doing it because you want a big-ass nationwide release, right? right. Somebody mm-hmm. fell in love with this movie at some point and said, I'm going right. to take this and run with it or whatever. This is a movie for me because uh, uh, Peel wrote and directed it. Yep. And this is a movie where he's got a draft of the screenplay mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> let's right. let's hope right. yeah. anyway that there are drafts. <laughs> it's not just like he wrote it and said, there it is. Done. But there is like a midway draft of this screenplay where right at that point, he should have just given it to somebody else. And Polish some, it somebody else should have finished the screenplay. And yeah. Somebody else should have directed it. And then we'd have probably had a really, really good movie. Then yeah. we'd have probably actually got the movie that everyone's talking about. But this movie is, he had this idea for having kind of, like I said, it's not like horror. It's like weird tension and like you're trapped and whatever. Um, in a way, it's similar to uh, a cure for wellness even. It, you know, you're trapped You're trapped in the weird place right. where stuff starts getting weirder and weirder. Yep. And and like I mentioned, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit, mm-hmm. uh, where in except that you're the kids right. and you're in this weird house yeah. and stuff starts going weird with grandma and grandpa. 
And in this one, it's, you know, we get trapped in the weird house and it's very private. We have to make sure that we mention that it's very private. Right. The next house is really far away and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, stuff starts getting odd. And mm-hmm. first little tiny things happen and you go, whoa, that's how it is in their family or, you know, whatever. It's, right. it's just a little weird. And then it gets weirder and weirder. In this movie, for me, it gets too weird too fast. And you don't have a situation like The Visit where your little kids, what are you going to do? Right. 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 One of the good things about The Visit, which was horrible, uh, <laughs> was at least that it was these little kids. That was something interesting right. to explore. Right. Because they They're have – powerless to a point. Right. Yeah. They, they have nothing they can do about it. Right. And they can't exactly just take off either. Right. <laughs> you know, get in the car. Where are cold. they going to yeah, go? Right. 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 And, and in this one, even though we make it that we're in a private place, mm-hmm. uh, this guy in this movie, for me anyway, and maybe I just don't like it when stupid stuff happens in horror movies more than anyone else, but the fact that this guy doesn't leave ages ago right. really kills the movie for right. me. Uh, it gets too weird too fast. And it's like Eddie Murphy making jokes about black people in horror movies, you know, talking about Amityville horror. He's like, house tells me to get out. Movie's over. Right. Right. There's there's no movie there. Yeah. And some of the stuff is so over the top. And then uh, adding to that problem for me is that once it starts getting really creepy then all of a sudden it's like he had never seen a horror movie before because he's just doing everything that I've seen 10,000 times in horror movies. Right. It's just all the same. Um, apart from the fact that he's not a woman, so he can't trip on a branch when he's running away. Right. This, this had like everything that ever happened in any horror movie or like he never actually gets the keys. So he can't go right. try to start the car and it doesn't start and all right. that stuff. Yeah. But uh, but those are the things that it, it's almost like they were in some cut of the movie. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then and they whittled it down. And then somebody said, ah, we don't have to have every single one. Yeah. But it was just, it was so, and, and a lot of it was, uh, it was just boring at times. And this is not a movie where at any point I should go, I'm really bored. Yeah. And, you know, stuff kind of happened a little too long. There was, there were, I think, many scenes where it was like, you know, just add a minute to like 15 scenes and then you have 15 more minutes and then we're good. Right, <laughs> and then, right, and then yeah. it's that long yeah. and, and it just made everything drag. And it doesn't, it doesn't always know. have to be, cause you had mentioned earlier, you know, if you go see a horror film and at the end of it, you say, I wasn't scared, you know, then that film failed you in some way. I, I think when we talk about horror films in a lot of ways, this is a great place to be because I love them so much. You're not really wild about them. In order for it to be noteworthy, it's really got to knock your socks off. And it's also got to do something to me that I haven't seen 600 times before just last year, you know, because horror films by somewhat of their nature are very regurgitory in in some of the stuff that they'll do. There's a couple jump scares in this film, you know, and when we saw it, when we saw it with the audience, they screamed, you know, right. The the power of a horror film sometimes if done well, in my opinion, is not just to shock and gore you with blood and sinew and, you know, guts. It is to expose something socially or uh, at least temporally, you know, something that's going on in the times that is worth exploring through the medium of horror films as a metaphor. 
And I get this. That's where I think with you, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think that Jordan Peele has a great 20 minute premise here about right. like as a black man in this society, in this culture, at this specific time, what do you have to put up with both blatantly, like with the police officer that he sees and both kind of subversively, like with the parents who are so catalog hipster white guys right. and girls right. that they're just like, yeah, we, we would have voted for Obama, but you know, right. that passive racism, like the thing that's really interesting to me about the beginning and the middle of the film is how Chris as a character is showing us through his experiences the real horror of being a person of color in today's right. world and what you even have to deal with. That e- even some of the things that I think the movie does really well, yeah, are like almost the throwaway things that don't matter and so at all. And so, so right. So when they're good, it's like yeah, that was good. Yeah, but it doesn't actually boost anything. Right. Overall, in the movie, the, like he does, uh, there are a lot of parts where he just kind of waves off. Yeah. The. Uh, you know, horrible. Sure. The uncomfortability, the social situation and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it because I'm just so used to it. Right. And that's the horror of his point of his personal character trait and his life. If you believe he has a life outside of the hundred minutes. And there's this, there's this very like small racism. Right. I guess. Right. We'll call it. They're like the the tiny things of, uh, of, I don't know, living in a racist world. Right. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, his response is like, don't even worry about that because right. I'm so used to that at this point that yeah. doesn't even matter. Right. right. And some of that stuff is really good in the movie. It is. It, and, and like you said, there's like 20 minutes, like this is a great Twilight Zone episode really or something, is. but it's it not, is. it's not a whole movie not a feature film because it, you can just feel it stuffing itself like it's just yeah. padding so many things where it makes you just look at stuff for a long time. Not because right. th- you're going to get something out of it, but because right. we have to fill time right. and, and we don't have anything well, else to do. And it's, it's also, uh, it's, almost, it's almost all until nearly the end, a cerebral horror film, much in the way of classic films like, um, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Stepford Wives, The, uh, the Village of the Damned, like where, you, where you're the alien in your own environment because you know, everyone's looking at you strangely. Like the stuff... The, the horror of being at your, you know, girlfriend's family's house and they're all kind of like pretending to like you and you don't get like these overt senses of like racist animosity until her brother shows up. And basically he's prodding and poking and challenging you and looking at you. And this is the part where the movie started to fail for me. And it never really recuperated from this because he's looking at Chris like he wants to eat him. Right. Like, I don't mean cannibalistically. I just mean like devour his soul. Like he's just overacting everything when everything has been very subtle. And then it kind of rebounds just a little bit because they have the party with all the people there and they're all doing these weird things. And And some of, some of the parts of that whole thing are pretty good. There there are some of the parts of it are also terrible. When, when there's an effective moment where Chris is walking and you, you don't hear murmuring, uh, blown out of proportion, but you kind of look around and, and people are casually pointing at him and they're not even trying to be secretive at it. They're just pointing right. at him from 60 feet away. You get this impending doom of like, geez, man, I'm the guy everyone's looking at. I don't want to like, that's effective. But then you ham handed and you know, you overplay whatever you've built up by doing something so stupid and unnecessary that it detracts from the mood and the moment and the tone pacing. 
And then when the movie becomes so uneven for me, and you're not delivering any more cerebral stuff, now you're going for just gore and uncomfortability, and I don't, I'm not invested right. in any of that right. that you've done. Like you, I agree, and we say this from time to time, I think this is an incredibly fun movie for people who see seven movies a year and have never seen Scream, right, right. have never seen maybe even The Cabin in the Woods. They're not aware of the tropes that in order to engage me as someone who sees them all and loves them and will embrace them if they're done well, or you who doesn't really care about them, so they have to be really well in order to get you interested. I think the movie right, fails right. on every single one of those after – after the 40-minute mark. I think, I think for the yeah. first 30 minutes, it's not bad. I don't even understand the beginning, which now in hindsight doesn't make any sense, where the guy who we see later in the straw hat gets abducted off the street. Like, that doesn't make any sense for the MO of the whole family. Like, they just grab the guy, throw him in the trunk. Well, they, and then later they discover, like, oh, we needed a guy, and we couldn't wait for them to, well, to no, get but him in they, other ways. They do, they do say... Uh, I might have missed that. At, a, at a later point in the movie, they do say that, you know, the brother, mm-hmm. uh, I think she says at oh, some point, right. she says something like, yeah, right, my okay. methods are different than his, different he, than his yes, or whatever. You're, you're 100% so right. He just, you said that, I forgot it. Yeah, right. he just snatches people. I think for me, the the problems with the movie can be summed up in in one tiny scene because for me, uh, it betrays the background thoughts that you're having while you're making this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the scene, uh, you know, there are only, a, there's only actually so much this movie, which is kind of weird, it's really to, weird. Th- to think yeah. about too, but the part where everyone stops talking mm-hmm. when that happened, I was just like, as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. This is like a movie that doesn't know what it's doing. Right. Yeah. Because that whole part is supposed to be really weird mm-hmm. and kind of maybe that's almost like a jump scare, but it's not, it's like a jump tension. Yeah. Right. right. Except that it doesn't actually make any sense to anything. Mm-hmm. It's just some weird idea we had. Mm-hmm. And I think this will do this. It doesn't make any sense. And when that happens, there's too much for me in a movie like this of the movie talking directly to you. Yeah. It's almost like that's a part where, you know, like a sign could have shown up, Mm -hmm. you know, like everyone's acting weird. Yeah. Know that. Or, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, I've seen them acting weird. They're acting weird enough. It's it's just goofy that that scene is in there and it really kind of tears everything away. Like you were saying, they, they have some good parts, they do some good stuff. And then the next thing you know, they do something like that. Yeah. And you're like, what? I yeah. mean, it's, there's, there's just, uh, there's just not enough work on the screenplay really yeah. for I me. Uh, it, it needed, it needed a lot of help. And it, then in the end, it doesn't quite get anywhere either. Right. It, it doesn't quite make it to where we're doing or saying anything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting, like you're always uh, talking about horror movies, and it is interesting to see horror movies come out that, you know, there's a progression of horror over time, like what's scary, right? Right. And, you know, like the the movies, um, you know, you see a lot of horror movies about home invasions, because that's what people are scared of now or whatever. And you get the wrong movie and it doesn't work the right way, but it's, you know, like, you know, like you say, you're not scared of Japanese horror movies yeah. because I'm not scared of wet hair. I'm not. So I'm okay. Right. Yeah. Frightens them. Doesn't frighten. And them this movie, I would be okay with being scared of what this movie wants me to be scared of. Right. 
but it just, it doesn't actually bring it home. It like, it so oversells it that it's almost not selling it at all anymore. Yeah. It's it's just, I don't know. Well, there's, there's something, there's something also there for it to, you know, and I'll give it a little bit of, of kudos for this, that it, it certainly attempts to, and I think in places is effective in being smarter than your average horror film. Oh yeah. The problem is like, like what you just general premise, the general premise, the general idea. And there's something there about working so hard to get to this point cerebrally and then never pulling the trigger. Like it's almost like it's so obsessed with trying to get you to think about the horrors. It never goes for the jugular when it's needed. And when it's needed, you've got to amp it up and do it. And it just almost pulls back and is like, well, wait, let me give you another weird example of why this is creepy. Right. I get it. Right. By the time she, you've, by the all, time the maid you've already oversold the, guy, the creepy. Right, right. Just give me something and expedite the violence now because now, right. now it's just like I'm past the point where I'm like, I'd have left. Not only would I would have left, I'd have burned your place down. Right. I'd have taken all the – like it, it – Later for me, when and it, and it does it so many times, it has so many things that happen that you'd have left, right? Right. When that maid comes in and she's twitching and he kind of writes it off and goes, "Man, she's crazy or whatever." Right. I'd be like, "Well, she can be crazy without me." Right. Yeah. And, I'll and, be out of Tell me how and, she and then, winds up. And yeah. the other guy, like we talked about this after the movie, the other guy the is gardener. sprinting at you. Yeah. You go outside at like two o'clock in the morning, and right. some dude comes and sprints at you. Yeah. He, something different has to happen right. as your reaction right right or right. whatever and and then it's like thing after thing after thing it's like yeah. it, it's like we're so overselling being creeped out and you should leave right that it's it's gone so far yeah. that it you know now that's, it's, it's that's all you know, i can think of is how are you, you not gone the, yeah and, and then the movie when it finally gets to where we've kind of like revealed everything yeah I feel like there's actually not enough of that movie. Right. There's not enough movie left. Right. It, it's, uh, yeah. so. it, it, there's not enough of him actually being right in trouble or whatever. And then it's like, now we got to wrap things up. So <laughs> yeah. And get out is only minorly perplexing in this. Not that people are enjoying it because people really, they go in waves of what they will like, but how so many critics are enjoying it without yeah. with, you could say, this is a good social commentary. You could get behind the idea, but so few people are being critical of what seems so obvious to me. And I don't feel like it, it's so weird to think that get out is the new zero dark 30 where you and I are like, what the hell are they looking at? Right. This sucks. I mean, it doesn't suck, but it's not the golden goose that everyone is making it to be. When we went in and I knew, I think at that point, Rotten Tomatoes was 100%. Yeah, it was for a while. I'm like, how? And I was amped. I'm like, this is going to blow my mind. Yeah, it was for a while and not because there was like one review either. I mean, (laughs) that's how it goes. You know, I I think if you see a few films or you're just curious about it, you'll see it. I I can't say to somebody, I know you'll like this, even though you haven't seen a lot of movies. I don't know. Maybe you'll feel kind of duped the way we did in, in the promise of it, like, it's just a strange film. It's not horrible, but man, it is not what it is being rated. No. All right. Except uh, so yeah, are you screening.com and uh, find our contact page so that you can write us and tell us about how great get out is Yeah. and how stupid we are. And <laughs> we will see you next We're week for one of those. Yeah. We will see you Logan. next week with Logan, I like, uh, which will, if it'll that, depress if that, me. If that movie disappoints. It'll disappoint. I'm gonna me. be. I'm yeah. gonna be really bummed. I know. Uh, it looks really good. It looks Everyone really good. 
is already saying that it's great. R-rated Wolverine. Let's go. We've been waiting forever. Yeah, it, that'll be interesting. It caused uh, Patrick Stewart to quit. Right. <laughs> Apparently. Well done. He's, yeah. He's yeah speci- he's like, <laughs> he specifically said he's done because this movie's so good. Right. Right. So, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess I with it anymore. Stewart. That'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, so tune in next week for Logan. And uh, as always, uh, thanks for tuning in. Please, please share, uh, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.